and welcome to another episode of A Little Spooky. What's up, Scrubs? The show where we talk about things that spook us just a little bit, like cryptids, UFOs, aliens, nightmares, and waking up at 2 a.m. to the sound of a man being violently murdered with an axe in your living room. My name is Colleen. My name is Everett. And yes, that's right. Our puppy biscuit has kennel cough. If you're lucky, you might hear the sound of everybody's great uncle dying at once in the background of this podcast. She's like a goose. It's bad. Honk! It's, it's bad. It sounds like the dying breath of somebody who smoked eight packs a day. So if there's any edited out bits that sound a little chunky in this episode, it's probably because she is hacking up something. Yes. Or whatever. You would think to yourself, why Colleen and Everett? Why don't you just like put her somewhere else while you record? Well, she's a spoiled butthole and will bark the whole time. So I would rather deal with the sound of a thousand angry ghosts crying out for their parents <laughs> than dealing with the barking. I just want to say, and the, the boys at Night Marathon might talk about this too, but I just want to say I watched the Fear Street trilogy and that's great. I don't care what anyone says. Phenomenal. I've only heard good things about it and not just from you. You'd think I would have watched it with you, but I didn't. No. <laughs> Colleen doesn't actually like me. so No, we just tolerate each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So go what are we talking about today? Well, just go watch it if you are interested in horror movies. Oh. Um, you know, in the speaking of movies, you know, in the movie Back to the Future 2, when Marty McFly goes into the future. Yeah. This is nothing like that because we're going into the past today. Okay, so it's like regular Back to the Future? <laughs> All right. Areas of Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Delaware were settled by German immigrants beginning in the 1730s. And of course, they brought their music, cuisine, religion, and their stoic lifestyle. So we're talking about the Pennsylvania Dutch? However, in Frederick County in Maryland, they brought one of their monsters. Reports from this time describe the community being terrorized by a monster they called a Schnellergeist. Do you know what that means? <laughs> okay, wait. Wait, my German is very rusty. Schnell is fast? Mm hmm And I assume Geist is ghost? Ghost or spirit, yes. So... Quick ghost. Speedy ghost. Yep. <laughs> okay. So that means quick ghost in German. Uh, this name has been bastardized into English, and it's now called the Snellygaster. Whoa, whoa, wait. Why do I feel like I recognize that word? I don't know. Was that in Harry Potter? Was there like a reference it, to it in Harry Potter? I don't know. I... Yes, it was. But I don't know if it was actually in Harry Potter, but it was definitely in Fantastic Beasts okay. somewhere to find them. Okay. I'll touch on that a little bit later because I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll let everyone know how I feel about it. I mean, it. that wasn't a great movie to begin with. So this is a dragon-like beast. It's described as being half reptile. And half bird. Hmm. They, I shouldn't say they, it. So there's only one. Potentially. Okay. It lives in a cave in South Mountain in this county, Frederick County in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Some descriptions describe it having a metallic-like beak lined with razor-sharp teeth. Others say its talons look like hot glowing metal. Sometimes it's said to have a third eye in its forehead. And at least one account also describes it as having octopus-like tentacles. Tentacles with claws at the end? I've seen some pictures of, like, you know, 
just illustrations. Uh, sometimes the tentacles are like just alongside its legs, like like coming along the sides of its talons. Okay. But sometimes it's just coming out of its beak, like a squid. Oh. Okay. Except the beak is surrounding the tentacles rather than the beak being but in the, the beak middle. But the beak has razor sharp teeth yes. that may or may not slice the tentacles off. Are the tentacles like the, the, the picture? <laughs> the, the, the one and... picture where it was coming out of its beak, it's like, think of like Alien, like the movie Alien, where uh-huh. there's like a mouth and then a little mouth comes out. So I oh. think like the tentacles can just come out. I like that. In that one picture, at least. Okay. There are many different styles of this picture. Okay, so it is one beast that nobody agrees. One thing they can agree on is that this thing is freaking huge. Okay. It's got up to, some people say, a 25-foot wingspan. Oof. It has a heightened sense of smell to locate prey. And the beast itself has an extremely unpleasant odor. There was nothing more specific than that, so I'm just going to guess it smells like egg. You don't like egg smell? No, like, like egg not okay, just actually, like actually, eggs. Who likes eggs? Yeah, smell? who likes eggs? <laughs> Nobody actually. Well, who likes, likes eggs, eggs smell? <laughs> so, the earliest confirmed documentation of the Snallygaster in America was in 1735. Oh, it's that old. Mhm. Okay. The earliest stories claim that the monster sucks the blood of its victims, much like a chupacabra and a bunch of other different cryptids. Mhm. These stories also said that the Snallygaster would swoop down from the sky making absolutely no noise. And it would steal farm animals and even children from the unsuspecting farming families. So it's like a dragon. Yeah, it definitely is like a dragon. It's got a huge, it's like, it's like a chimera dragon. Okay. But it's almost always described as half reptile like a dragon, but half bird. So sometimes it'll have feathers, but also like scaly body. Okay. So a dinosaur. Not really. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Many would paint symbols called hex signs on their barns in hopes of warding off the monster. And one of the most common hex signs used was a seven-pointed star. I don't know if that has any significance or if that's just a German thing. And Hmm. it definitely is a German thing, but I don't know if they picked that specifically for this monster or if it's just a general protection symbol they used for, like, cultural reasons. Okay. So, it's been suggested that the legend was resurrected in the 19th century for one of two reasons. Before the Civil War, it may have been to frighten slaves from trying to escape with the Underground Railroad. I'm sorry, during the Civil War. Okay. Others say it's also possible that recently freed slaves after the Civil War may have been told this as just a mean prank from white people. Sure. Because the black uh, men and women were uneducated. So it's like a story that could frighten someone. So it's like Australians telling people about drop bears. They're real. Koala bears. Those are koalas. Yeah, and they can rip your face off. (laughs) But okay, so, so this is less of a cryptid that people have claimed to have actually seen and more of a cautionary tale. Both. So people have claimed to have actually come oh, yeah. into contact with it. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have a lot of that coming up. Okay, awesome. Um, so that was just what happened in the 1800s in the 19th century. But things get turned up get next turned. century. So there's not much to back up the claims of the stories told to slaves or recently freed slaves. But 
it really took off in 1909. Newspaper accounts throughout February and March of 09 describe encounters between local residents and a beast with enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and an eye at the center of its forehead. It was described as making screeches like a locomotive whistle. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, I meant to do that. Now, this I thought was really, really weird. Okay. The Snellygaster has one widely known enemy called the Dwayo, or it might be the Dwayo. There's okay. a couple different pronunciations. I'll say the Dwayo is reported to be a mammalian biped with features similar to a wolf, but the stance and stature of a human, so much like the Beast of Bray Road. Okay. The Dwayo and the Snellygaster have reportedly had vicious encounters dating back to the early settlement days, and lore from the time says that a Dwayo hatches from a Snellygaster egg, but has more human-like traits. Um, where does it come from? I don't know. Okay. It comes from the egg of a Snellygaster. So they birth their own enemies? Yeah. Like Hitler's mom? What? <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm just, I mean, like, Hitler was a human, but I I'm sure, consider him a world I'm sure enemy. Hitler's mom was also not the greatest person I don't to know. teach him the ideals he had. But even though we're talking about Germany, let's not talk about Hitler today. All right, fair. Totally fair. Um, so this reminded me of, like, the mongoose versus the snake. Yeah, yes, I was getting that vibe. Yeah, and, like... I was thinking more of, like, Godzilla and Mothra. Don't they that, fight that's, each other? That's also kind of applicable, but I think it's more like a reptile versus a mammal. Sure. Like mongoose versus egg. Right. But I, I'm still confused about the egg thing, because is there like, is it like an egg gone bad and it hatches into a dueo? Or is it like... <laughs> it's a naughty egg. Yeah, like it, if it, it just won't hatch, and then if it matures too long in the shell or something, it just becomes a dueo? Oh. I don't know. So um, the dueo, did that legend co- grow... At the same time as the Snallygaster, is that like a later add-on? I think it was like kind of one and the same. Okay. But there's definitely more information about the Snallygaster. Okay. And the Dwayo is just kind of an add-on. I have another question, and I'm taking us back like six minutes in time. Yeah. Um, This thing doesn't seem like a ghost at all. No, not at all. So- I think the reason that it was called the quick ghost is because you couldn't hear it and it's quick. Ah. So it's just in and out. Like it'll take your cow or something because <laughs> it's huge. It's okay. got a 25 foot wingspan. Right, right. Got you. All right. Fast forward. Okay. So in February of 1909, an article claimed that a man had been seized by the winged creature, which proceeded to sink its teeth into his jugular and drain his body of its blood before dropping it along a hillside. Now, see, that's interesting. So it just drinks the blood like every other cryptid. I shouldn't say every other cryptid. It's just there's a lot of like blood only consuming. I mean, it's very vampiric, right? Like and I think we had that episode about vampires. It's just like something that's a natural fear, right? I mean, I would be equally afraid of it ripping my flesh as well. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's just something that, like, you can do to explain a body you find when it no longer has any blood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. But that's what that report says. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, in New Jersey, it was reported that the footprints of a Snellygaster were first discovered in the snow. 
Also, meanwhile, in West Virginia, it was said that a flying beast almost caught a woman near Scrabble, which I believe is a city <laughs> in West Virginia. I, sure I was just is. reading that again. I'm like, wait, did that somehow get in there on accident? <laughs> no, Scrabble, West Virginia. And it was found roosting in a farmer's barn and laid an egg the size of a barrel. Well, um, ow. Because it's big. Yeah, um, that's it's like a small barrel, like a like a like one of those half barrels of root beer or oh, like a solid a, like. You see, but a half barrel is a half barrel. I guess I'm thinking of those little barrels you can buy at the grocery store for parties. No, I think it's <laughs> a standard barrel, which Damn. is also still used for oil. You know right? what? Good for you, Mama Snowygaster. <laughs> also, meanwhile. A man in Castown, Ohio, wrote a letter to the Valley Register telling of a strange creature that flew over his area making terrible screeching noises. He described it as having two huge wings, a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. Now back to Maryland. The first sighting here was by a man who was operating a brick-burning kiln near Cumberland. It was spied near the kiln sleeping, when it awoke, it emitted a blood-curdling screen and angrily flew away. Okay. It was also sighted near Hagerstown and seen flying over the mountains near Gapland and Burkittsville. Where I'm sorry, what, around what year is this? This is all in 1909. Okay. Okay. So it was seen flying between Gapland and Burkittsville, where it was reported to have laid another very large egg. And there's no pictures. Not yet. And who did they report it to? Police. Okay. Cool. The last sighting in 1909 in Frederick County occurred in March when three men fought the creature outside a railroad station for nearly an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods. A great deal of publicity surrounded the string of appearances, and the Smithsonian Institute actually offered a reward for the hide of the animal. What? And Teddy Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt this beast. No way. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I have questions. Mm -hmm. The three dudes that fought it for an hour and a half, they were fighting a creature that lays eggs the size of a barrel. Mm -hmm. And they survived for an hour and a half. I assume they had guns. It's also called the quick ghost. I assume it moves very quickly. One bullet's not going to take this bad boy out. No. Unless they were all shooting at the exact same time. Well, they were fighting for an hour and a half, so they're I, probably shooting a lot. Right. I guess, so was there blood evidence? Did they have injuries? Were these dudes, like, totally wasted? On, There's not a what? lot of was information there a from article? 1909. Okay. But we're going to have a lot more evidence in the coming decades. Okay. That's just like the initial hype surrounding the beast where there was like a bunch of sightings in like this state, like several statewide area. Mm -hmm. It's just it's weird to me that it's as recent as 1909, because when you say like three men fighting a dragon for an hour and a half, I'm thinking like, you know, 11 50. And I think the crazy thing about this too, and like obviously this this specific creature hasn't really survived the mythos into today. Like this is the first, like looking into this, this was the first I've really heard about it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's popular in the local area still, but this is not like 
as popular as Mothman or Bigfoot or anything. Right. This one seems, I mean, it seems very outlandish. You would notice a barrel-sized egg just hanging out well, in Maryland. Well, they did. They found it. Twice. They did? Yeah, there were two eggs. Uh, yeah, but there's no pictures. No, there's, mean, like, there's no pictures yet. Did they, like, did they like roll it down to the village and it, say, check out these? <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, the, one, the reason I brought it up is because all of these sources that I'm getting this information from definitely made the point to say the locals believed in this. Like, it wasn't, like, a hoax. Or just, like, a story for entertainment. It, it may have been later, mm -hmm. but in 1909, these people generally believed it because they were contacting authorities to report this. Okay, That's interesting. That That is a point in its favor right. in terms of... But things get a little fuzzy after this point. Well, sure. So that was the initial hype. And after this, there were no more sightings of this creature for the next 23 years. And at which time in... That would be... 1932, it once again appeared in Frederick County. The monster's reappearance coincided with Prohibition. Moonshiners in the forest and mountains of northern Maryland co-opted the old story in an effort to scare revenue agents away and to explain the sounds they were making, such as explosions and bending metal. Mm. Accounts of thunderous explosions and loud screeching began to circulate with disturbing regularity. And as the noises became more common, so did reports of a winged creature, this time with huge tentacles, that would swoop down and snatch grown men up and drag them off into the night. If bodies were found, they were said to be drained of blood and scorched. So now it can apparently breathe fire. Okay, so it is becoming more of a dragon. Were people in the 30s just way more gullible or what? They weren't able to drink. Legally, at least. So it was driving them mad? Yeah, they were just bored. <laughs> So, the first reports said that this bird was just seen below South Mountain in Washington County. It was surmised at the time that the life expectancy of a Snallygaster was about 20 years. So the new sightings were from the alleged offspring of the 1909 creature. At this time, the Middleton Valley Register requested that local residents who have seen the creature should provide as accurate and detailed a description as possible for scientific purposes. I just interjection. Mm -hmm. Where the fuck did they come up with a 20 year lifespan? Did they find dead bodies of Snallygasters hanging around? No. And you'll, you'll see why they came to that conclusion because someone may be, be behind this new stuff. Okay. So, Two residents soon reported having seen it just east of Braddock Heights, flying about 25 feet overhead, confirming the descriptions published the previous week by the Middleton Valley Register. Other papers soon jumped in on this. The Baltimore Sun published articles, as did the Washington Post. As scrutiny increased, more pressure came to catch or photograph the Snellygaster. Supposedly, National Geographic was preparing an expedition to capture it on film. Trying to avert a panic, the Baltimore Sun reported that the Snallygaster died in November of 1932. Oh, they were they were just like, um, he's dead. Right. What? So they, <laughs> oh, okay. they reported that it had died in Washington County when it was overcome by the fumes of a moonshine still and fell from the sky into the 2,500-gallon vat of alcohol. Oh, okay, so they're also using it to demonize alcohol as well. Yes. Okay. 
So a shadowy photo of the dead creature accompanied a questionable account of how it had drowned in the vat of whiskey. By suspicious coincidence, the report stated that the federal prohibition officers blew up the still before the carcass could be examined. Okay. And yet another so-called coincidence, prohibition ended just a short time later, and in the resulting celebration, the Snellagaster incident seemed but a foggy post-hangover delirium. I don't get why you would blow up the body. It's like perfectly, it's it's submerged in a giant vat of alcohol. That seems perfect for scientific study. Was this a government hoax? Conspiracy? It was later revealed that these reports were part of a hoax perpetrated by Middleton Valley Register editor George Roderick and reporter Ralph Wolf in an attempt to increase readership. So what was the picture of? It's just something, like probably a... One of their wieners or something. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. The the it's it's fake. So like it's, well, it's yes. not even like I couldn't find it online because no one cares because it's a fake picture right. and it's like a blurry, shadowy picture apparently. Okay. Uh, so they used descriptions that they invented, but they borrowed themes from already existing German folklore, including dragon-like creatures who snatch children and livestock. And this also appeared to invoke descriptions of the Jersey Devil, which was spotted mere weeks earlier in 1932. So they were basically like, hey, what's going on in New Jersey? You know, just the state over. Hey, they're making a lot of money from all of the papers they're selling. Let's make up our own monster. And since we had a local monster here just about 20 years ago, let's just say it's back. What happened to journalism? Journalism. Riddle me that. Has always been like this. It hurts. It kind of hurts. So, even though the sightings were at least in part to be a confirmed hoax in the 30s, there are still a couple more sightings in later decades. In 1948, there was a Snellagaster sighted flying above the spires of a church, but there do not seem to be any surviving details on this report. However, in 1973, Maryland State Police conducted a search for a huge and hairy monster. Residents described the monster as a cross between a Snellygaster and a Dwayo. Oh, so now they're banging. They're intermingling. <laughs> These residents reported that a seven-foot-tall creature had killed a cow and several dogs. It had black hair and a big bushy tail, and it left behind footprints that were six inches wide and over a foot long. One of these residents said it cried like a baby, but then screamed like a woman. Since then, there have been no reported sightings of the Snallygaster. I'm not getting Snallygaster from that at all. Well, they said it was a mix between that and the Dwale. So it's got like the hair, but it was like winged. I see some of these. I'm not. I'm the, the descriptions have been so far apart that how they just don't seem like they'd even be the same cryptid. In general, all of the descriptions of each story. Yeah, and I got that vibe a little bit, too. Uh, The only thing they could agree on was its sheer size and its ability to stay super silent when hunting. And obviously, it's able to fly, so it has huge wings. It always is bird-like, but sometimes it's more reptilian. Sometimes it's more... There were actually reports of it having, like, a... Like, the front of a muskrat. And sometimes it looks more like a leopard, too. So it's just like a mishmash chimera. So it's if people in this area see something freaky, they just give it that name. 
essentially. But what I think is interesting, though, in 1909, so many people believed it because they yes, were seeing and there something. Were like multiple sightings. Right. So what were they seeing? That and it is was in, interesting. It was in several states, all within a few weeks of each other. Yeah. All in February and March of to that or 1909. Well, and that's interesting because when I think of a cryptid, I think of just an animal we haven't discovered yet. Right. So it would have been around for a really long time in terms of like generations. That's so true. why would it all of a sudden just be showing up in one small area in one year? Like, are there any Native American legends that correspond that might like? I don't know. I mean, there are, but I don't think they're native to this area of the United States. Sure. That's more of a West Coast, Pacific Northwest type thing. Sure. I'm just thinking like, uh, were there, have there always been legends about this or was this literally just brought over by the Pennsylvania Dutch? Pretty much. Oh, okay. But I mean, they're not native legends to this area, but they're native to Germany. And since they very soon after settling in this area, like those stories were starting to spread throughout the colonies. But, I wonder what they actually saw. It had to have been something freaky. I know, and that's what I was thinking too. They obviously had to have seen something in the sky. Yeah. Was it just UFOs? A big ass bird. Aliens. Big ass bird. Albatross, maybe. But no, they've known those before the 1730s, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely alien in nature, like the Jersey Devil. So. In closing here, the legend has survived throughout the years, but it's obviously not as well known as Bigfoot or Mothman. An annual beer festival named Snallygaster started in D.C. in 2011. Freaky Baltimore-based punk band formed in 2012 named the Snallygasters. The creature also appeared among other local cryptids in the game Fallout 76. So they have like Mothman and a oh. bunch of the other like West Virginia uh cryptids too yeah what and is it with that part of the country yeah they have a cryptids. lot of cryptids in west virginia and lastly this nalligaster was written into fantastic beasts and where to find them by infamous turf jk rowling oh that's a new <laughs> one i mean i had heard the name i hadn't even heard the name before i came across this uh looking for something else and then i looked into it and i think i, I was exclusively interested. associate the name with harry potter it's very I, harry potter-ish I guess. I don't know. It's not Harry Potter. No, though. it's not. This it's, is from German. Exactly. Folklore. Right. Germans brought it. Just like they brought things we love, like pretzels and... Bratwurst and beer. Yeah. Lager. Um, Lager. I hardly know. <laughs> well, that was interesting. That's one I... I mean, I didn't know anything about that. And sorry, y'all, for the shorter uh, topic this week, but I'm cooking up something bigger. So I'm working on that. Yeah, I've been working on it forever. So we'll see if that ever comes <laughs> to fruition. In the meantime, I have a great news article for this week. This actually occurred at the end of last month. So end of June. But you know what? Still if relevant. anyone's listening in the future, June, the year of our Lord, 2021. Correct. This is from allthatsinteresting.com, which... Uh, do they have anything about the Snallygaster? I d doubt I it. Did not. I'm, I'm going to guess no. So it's not all that's interesting. But this um, is an article written by Kalina Fraga um, and checked by a man named Eric Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> and it is London YouTuber claims to have been abducted by aliens and fallen in love with one of them. Hot. 
Sick of men on Earth, London actress Abby Bella says that she hopes to normalize interspecies dating. And you know what? Good on ya. Did she say what kind of alien? Okay, well, we're, this is a great story. This is the romance for the ages. I'm captivated. Okay. Bored by the pandemic and unimpressed by the offerings on Earth, Bella explained that she joked online about wanting an alien to abduct her. Before long, she began to have dreams of a white light, and then... On May 31st, she heard a voice in her dream that commanded her to wait in the usual spot. How does she know where Uh, it is? Bella had never heard the voice before, but yet she says she knew exactly what it meant. The next evening, I sat next to my open window, said Bella. She waited, and as she began to fall asleep around 12.15 a.m., a flying saucer swept into view. Before Bella knew it, she wasn't in her bedroom any longer. There was a bright green beam which transported me to the UFO. Tractor beam, classic UFO trope. Most might be alarmed by such a turn of events, but not Bella. I'm one of those people who all my life had weird encounters, she explained on her YouTube channel. With what? Girl, I don't know. Nevertheless, she found herself where very few humans claim to have ever gone. The belly of a flying saucer. I gotta give props to whoever wrote this. This is a great story, even if it's not This sounds like a quote. So it's coming from her mouth, most likely, on a YouTube video. Yeah, yes. It was checked by that other guy. Yeah, that guy checked it. Okay, so she finds five aliens in this UFO that she gets abducted in. Uh Uh-oh. And they are tall and slender, but she couldn't make out their true forms. So I don't know what that means. She says, quote, I couldn't see them clearly. And they telepathically said, I'm not ready to see them in their true form. They're probably like just gross little brown fuzzy (laughs) hobgoblins. From what I could see, they had a slight green hue and big black eyes with human features like eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Why, why, Why are these stories always like big green aliens with black eyes? Because aliens are real. And that's what people see. It's always the same. It's not, but it's not exciting anymore. Well, no, it's because gotta be if, like a reptilian or just like a weird. Because ball reptilians of light. are meant to be like hiding underground. It's these tall, green, skinny boys that are the ones abducting us. And like you would know they were lying if they came up with a completely different story about tentacle mouth dragon beasts. Plus, how is she supposed to find something like that attractive? She can't see their true form. Well, she drew a sketch and they have like round faces and snake eyes. And she says they have big eyes with irises. Oh, so it kind of is like a reptilian. Yeah, sort of. Sure. It's an alien. She wasn't frightened. Nay, nay. (laughs) She was love struck. Nay. She says there was one who connected with me. She gushed, describing the feeling as being in love times 100. I didn't get his name, but I felt exactly the same. However, the alien told her that in their culture, dating a human is considered taboo, but he's like willing to break the rules for her, I guess. But she wasn't uh, sure that she wanted to like leave planet Earth to be with her new alien lover. And apparently the alien says, I got to get consent before you can you can come up and stay with us which you know good on you alien don't just abduct well they they, they did, did abduct, abduct her. well she showed up to the usual spot her house 
Right. <laughs> right. But is that like implied consent? She, to seemed, being abducted. she seemed into it, I suppose. Right. I don't I don't know. There, these are questionable boundaries. Did she consent to being abducted? Maybe. Does she consent to being permanently abducted? No. This is this sounds like a story like this last half of the story. She made this part up because he pumped her and dumped her. <laughs> Gross. I hate that phrase. No more of that. Sadly, after falling madly in love, Bella left the UFO after 20 minutes. <laughs> Back on Earth, she bemoaned the gaping differences between aliens and Earthmen. Yes, I know. Gaping is a terrible description. There, there's a lot of weird innuendos in this yes. story. She says aliens offer an extra quality of care, and men on Earth just tell lies and have double standards. Word, Bella. <laughs> I've never met an alien, but surely they must be met better than Earthmen. They probably wouldn't do a podcast with you, though. True. There are very few people who would do a podcast with me. So far, the list is one. You. Bella noted that some people might be squeamish about Earthling-alien relationships, but people just haven't considered interspecies dating, and she hopes to pioneer this field and normalize interplanetary love. Here's my situation. You left that dude. You totally left. You saw I, him for 20 minutes. I in the- think he left. <laughs> um, also, just wait. In like three or four months, she's going to come out with a video and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant with this boy's baby. God, I hope so. Here's the thing. Um, apparently during the pandemic, UFO sightings have like gone way up. I don't know. People are probably really high a lot more often these days. Well, they're probably just bored and looking at the sky more and they'll see an actual like just meteor and they're like oh that's a ufo the national ufo center reported that sightings of ufos jumped up by about 1000 in 2020 to 7200 recorded encounters with extraterrestrials peter davenport the director of the ufo reporting center says that the government thought people like me are just crazy but we're not indeed Indeed. Um, then they go on and they talk about the alien report released by the right. Pentagon. Well, now I was just going to say, like, the government already acknowledged that they're real. So, like, I don't think anyone thinks UFOs are crazy. It's just the idea that aliens are in them. Right. And you madly fell in love with one within 20 minutes. So she hasn't given up on her relationship, but she understands if her lover is concerned about capture by the CIA. She hopes that her alien suitor will brave the risk and visit one day from the Andromeda galaxy. Until that day comes, <laughs> Bella keeps an overnight bag by her window. Why Why didn't she invite him to live here? Well, I don't... Oh, good point. That's a valid point. He came all this way to visit. Yeah. Why can't he just stay? You're not going to reciprocate? Be like, hey, why don't you just chill like with me for a while? Maybe you can always change your mind. Maybe it's because he can't hide his gross little hairy form to everyone at the same time. So everyone would see that he's just a little gross. Yeah, maybe he can only be like in his non-turd form on the UFO. Or just to one person at a time. Yeah, but it makes more sense if it was just on the UFO as opposed to... Nothing makes sense yeah, in the Andromeda just... galaxy. <laughs> I love that. You know what? Good on ya. Here's the other thing that's interesting about that. She's not even close to the first person who's talked about falling in love no, with an alien. No, of course not. Kesha? She had sex with a ghost. A ghost, yeah. But, I mean, is that much different? That, that's also another big thing to spectrophilia. 
Uh, maybe we'll do an episode on that someday if people are interested in that. But there are a lot of stories throughout history about that. Yeah, yeah. I, there's not too much to say about that. It's a lot of stories. There's the, yes, but I imagine they're all pretty similar. Remember in Ghostbusters when there's that little scene with Dan Aykroyd and the ghost? Yep. It's like that. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> well, that's all we got this week, folks. Yes, this was a very, very short episode. Um, but Everett promises that he's got like a a short series that he's going to tell me about. It's either going to be one really long episode or it's going to be two episodes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I got something cooking up for next week. We'll catch you next time. And also, if you would like to send us a message, you can send us your personal scary stories or anything you would like send it to either instagram twitter or facebook or at nerdsloth hq or you can email us at podcast at nerdsloth.com and you can check out our website nerdsloth.com yeah Lots buy of some fun of, stuff there buy some of our merch if buy you feel our thing buy it and check out our other podcasts too yeah well we will see you next time hope you liked it bye-bye love you bye Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.